Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Hague Homan Halftime Show. Healthy. Um, we have to also look at what is healthy. Like, and you said sports are all, I love sports, but our, and I do teach this in another class too. We taught you sports in our country are really screwed up, really, really screwed up right now. And I don't know how we get it back. Um, but these kids are supposed to have fun and be healthy and we're actually going the opposite direction with a lot of the youth sports. And that's pretty sad. Yeah. I mean, Hadar, I was like the same way. Like, so I can't, I'm not judging these people at all, but like my identity was seriously wrapped up in like sports and how I performed and, Mm -hmm. you know, and it drove, it drove me crazy because it was like, and I think we talked about this with Allie Campbell. Like if you had a bad practice, you had a bad game, your mood was off. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's insane to like let a sport dictate your behavior and, and you know how happy you are how you can you know communicate with your family and friends it, it all depends on like how you perform in a sport like we okay. just need to know and like for the girls out there guys you are beautiful wonderful women who are friends who are daughters who are sisters and yeah. your role is so integral to everyone's lives like that's first that's what's important is your heart like not to sound cliche but like it is not if you can put a ball in the basket. Yeah. It is not if you can kick a soccer ball into a goal. And, like, uh-huh. I think it's, like, you being able to say that now, like, I would, like, say that a couple years ago, yeah. Leah would not have they said that because that. even, like, people in our area, like, the first thing they want to ask you is, like, well, why aren't you – what's wrong with you? Like, why wouldn't you play in college? Like, and Leah's, like, for, it was best for me, like, not to play in college, and now you're able to sit here and, like, say that where obviously you struggled with, like, going and not having that part of your life. Like, that's who you were here, right? You know, like, that's a big part yes. of who you were. But there was all these other parts that everyone got to know, like the Lee outside of basketball and is continuing to get to know that Leah. And I think that that's awesome that we're able to like kind of share that with people yeah. and, you know. And, and that was real. Like that was part of like, I, I did struggle. Like when I quit, like it was finding your identity. And Teresa, we talked about that. Like there's something with like athletes when they quit their sport, they like go through like a little bit of depression oh, or something. Yeah. Hadar, did Maybe you Hadar, did you experience yeah. that when you were done with college sports and how did you um deal with that? Yeah, so this is interesting. So I remember I told you like I tried to get someone to help me because I was losing my love of it because I was letting again and, and I give you credit for like admitting that that was your identity and I had that and then you know right all of this thing especially as a female if I didn't think I was thin enough and I wasn't fast enough and I wasn't this enough and I wasn't that. And I still had to get straight A's and blah, blah, blah. And so it was wearing on me so much that I actually had to walk away before I should have, um, like a little over halfway through college. And I just knew if I didn't leave, I was, if my health was going to be like physically and mentally really, really bad. And I couldn't even really put it into words to other people at the time. Cause they're like, what? Like, and I knew I hadn't even reached my full potential yet or anything. And it wasn't really a physical, it wasn't like, oh, this is so hard. Um, But I knew that's what I had to do and there was nobody to help me. So then what do I do? Well, yeah, I have vivid memories sitting behind my door of my like apartment or just crying, sobbing, because now I just quit a sport that was like me completely. Who am I? What am I? What do I do? How am I going to, you know, then I go to another, like, how am I going to stay in shape? How am I going to do this? And so it took a real, it was a massive transition. I will say that. So I had a transition out of college sport while in college and it was really, really hard. I think most athletes that have to transition, like when college is done, 
what helps is that college is done also. So you've got to transition out of being a college student as well. And usually we pick up a new area of our life and we can fully be invested in that, right? Whether it's a job, you're moving, you're doing something else. Um, and you can try to, I always say you can always work out the rest of your life. You can always be physically active. You can be in like little, you know, um, adult leagues, but I struggled. And again, this is where I, why I'm so passionate about this. And I had to do it while I literally watched my teammates still be out there. I mean, I remember one day I went for a run on my own and we go, I go past the track and the team's out there and I just stopped behind a bush and I started crying. And I'm like, okay, I got to go back now. And I, and I was going to, and they had told me, you're always welcome back. And sure enough, as soon as I decided I'm going to go back, I got hurt. But, <laughs> and so then I was like, ah, maybe this is a sign. Um, it was really hard. And I kind of navigated it myself. But I will say, I couldn't tell you when I fully overcame that. I was not all the way right for a long time, for a long time. Yeah, it's almost like we need, like, I don't know, and maybe that's like in this groundbreaking new research of sports psychology, like some type of program that helps people adjust to life, like after sports. And, uh-huh. and the reason some people might find that silly, but it's like, no, like people really dedicate their lives. to it. They practice every single day. Yeah. Their goals are rooted in their sport. And then it's like, when that's done, it's like, okay, well now what? I know you my know? mom really struggled with that. Like yeah, when she was that's dumb, what we talked about your mom, my mom, cause yes. she really, and my mom doesn't really open up about a lot of stuff, but like she did, talk about like going from playing college basketball and like and it makes me kind of laugh like I try to talk to her about this because I'm like she'll talk about all these like experiences that were just like horrible right mm-hmm. and I was like but then why do you why did you miss it so much and she's like you know what that's a great question because I'll be like why aren't you telling me the good stuff like mm-hmm. she'd be like I remember when we did this like when I would share I'm struggling with something I'm like well, why did you do that but then again it was also just like they didn't know any of the research for like lifting or whatever so she's like I went to college we're lifting the same program is like the football team they didn't know anything at back in the day right like it wasn't as like thank goodness that now we have so much knowledge on the body and everything but like it's just stuff like that where I was like and it took her a while and like you know now she had kids and all that stuff and she was like and I my rule changed like I'm no longer an athlete I was a mother like that was number one and so but yeah I do think that like that's a big struggle for people yeah and I think that's a big part of sports psychology for sure is um managing and helping manage and have those tools for that like right quote-unquote graduating from your sport like moving on from sport if you think about how hard it is for a college athlete and there are plenty that I'll see you know in their last semester and we're getting close and I'm always making sure and some to be honest with you I've had a number of them that after four years of a college sport they're like I am so ready to be done um I know I can do this in this later life but I am ready to be done and do something else for a while it doesn't mean it's not going to be hard, mm-hmm. but you think of these professionals that not only now, this is their, their income, their life, literally their life. And, and when they, ha- even when they have to leave it early, you know, because the average, let's look at a professional football player, their average like career is five years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see that the ones that are there for long, there is a struggle. And I actually had met, um, he was a former manager of the Steelers and he was starting this program with the, with retired football players, particularly I believe the Steelers on like post life, like life after football, because there was a lot of depression. And then you get in, you know, there's drug abuse, there's alcoholism, there's all of that. They kind of like, what do I do to fill this? Um, so that is a very real, real topic. And it is a big part of, uh, of sports psychology for sure, for sure. Yeah. And it's almost not even just like adding like that program you said, like, how do I, 
you know, for football players, how do I go about life now without it? But it's almost like at the beginning of just like equipping people of like, okay, you are more than an athlete. Like you said, like you have to Mm -hmm. separate, like, what are you, you know? So I think if coaches, if parents, if, you know, athletes themselves and friends of athletes can start encouraging, like, you're more than this and, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that we know our athletes, our teammates are understanding that they are way more than an athlete. They have many, many other roles and, you know, and abilities that possibly that transition of leaving isn't, you know, is, is taxing. And that's why I would recommend for, cause this is just having me thinking, like I would recommend, I even talk to my little sister about it a lot. Like, like recommend just talking about it or talking to somebody about like, how can you get strong? Cause the earlier, like my biggest, not regret. Cause I'm very glad for like the way that everything has worked out for me, but like it would be to talk about this stuff sooner and really learn about it sooner. Cause I was so shut off to it. I felt like, like I thought I wasn't, but I actually was. And like, I, I tell people this, like this semester, what I think was the first time in my life that I actually was like, I need to put my health first. Like I had to make big decisions and I got my grades back, which obviously I do. I'm, I've been a straight A student. Like everyone even knows that back at BG, like forever. Cause I come from a smart family perfectionist. Like that's been a mindset. And I looked, I looked at my, um, my grades this semester and they were good. I'm not like saying like, Oh, I'm such a smart student, but it was A's and B's this time. And this was like the first time that I got it. And I was like, I had really, like really realized like how much going to therapy has helped me with my mindset because at first I was like, Oh, not a 4.0. Like this is bad. And as soon as I thought that thought it like didn't even come like for the first time in my life, I was like at peace. I was like, you know what? A's and B's is pretty freaking good in college. Right. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in my life, I'm actually taking care of my health. And like, even for me to just share that, like if that can get one person to be like, maybe I do want to start thinking about the idea of perfectionism or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm proud of myself. Cause if I got A's and B's actually putting myself first, than just always having my 4.0, then that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> like, yeah, I am proud of you, Teresa. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I think <laughs> honestly, awesome. and see, that's a place, and there's why, like, I couldn't get there, right? And that all contributed to. It sounds weird, but why did I have to walk away? The sport was like, I could not get there. Like, I was still. That was part of it, and the, our body and brain do not have the capacity to try to, or to literally be perfect in all of these areas. Like you've got to let some stuff go to take care of your health and put your health first. And then you're going to be able to do everything better. But at the end of the day, right? Like nobody really cares. Does anybody care what A's and B's in college are amazing? And even if you get C's really, if you're trying, that's all that matters. And you're, you know, if you're learning, but um, I'm proud of you because I, pretty sure that wouldn't have happened a year ago no well i think hadar that's a testament to like your work and like it's yeah. a perfect example of oh, how okay. like sports and like psychology translate into real life you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. i think yeah. this has just been a awesome like full circle like yeah. awesome episode and just i know this is going to help so many people i know yeah. so many people are excited about this episode and yeah what did you say? I said, like, uh, before we go, I do want to talk about some, like, body image and eating oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We were yeah. wondering, do you have, like, I know we've kept you for a while. Do you have, like, 10 to 15 more minutes? We want to talk about, like, one more topic. Yes, I'll talk forever. I, I like talking. If you didn't notice, that's <laughs> kind of what my job is. So. Well, this is perfect well, because we love. We have a podcast, so we obviously <laughs> like talking. <laughs> so we do, me and Leah, this was another conversation besides yeah, the gray I did, area. Yeah, I just we wanted, we wanted to, because it's been a theme in multiple of our, you know, episodes on, like, Eating, oh you know, body image, and like 
all of those habits that affect athletes. I don't know what you've seen, like, because I'm sure athletes open up to you, like, what they're going through, why it occurs in athletes, and, like, how you specifically help athletes overcome these unique disorders to them. Yeah, we basically just need advice how to get back on our our normal eating (laughs) schedules because we've we've been off this week. And I like we talked about mine's being in J-term, Leah's is being home for the holidays. We're like, we're off and we need to talk about body image and eating because what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And, you know, again, this is so much, uh, going back to the perfectionism, I'm trying to harp on it today, but a lot of times, that is a big part of it and that pressure athletes put on themselves because if we want to be a perfect athlete and we think that if we are leaner and this body weight that's going to help us, then we're going to do everything possible to get there, whether that's healthy or not, right? And then if you put in this level of comparison where everything now you all can see, you see people on social media 24-7 and you're putting, well, she's like, she's way thinner. Well, look at her. Well, I don't look as good at that. It's like all it's on our mind is how do I look like that? And then there's this guilt that comes with eating. There's a guilt with being our own body and our own size. And it's so wrong because as an athlete, it should be the exact opposite, right? Like you're burning a million calories. You're an athlete. Just you go eat. You don't think about it. You feel yourself. You want to be strong. But it seems that it's actually the opposite. Like there's so much anxiety around food and it's not just females i've seen there's a lot of females um there are a lot of males that you wouldn't necessarily think or know and i sometimes am like wow you know this is this is a problem that i will say has gotten better in many ways since i was in college at least in my sport where like strong was not cool if that makes sense you know we didn't know what we knew about strength training Strong was not cool. You could even look at those, like, waist-thin models of that era where, like, it was, like, bony. That's what people wanted to be. And now we have this idealism about, like, it's strong. You want to be lean, you want to be strong. So that helps. Um, and But I think the comparison factor is just huge. So if you're saying this girl is a way better athlete than me, what's different? Oh, well, she's thinner. Oh, well, then I better be thinner. And it's the exact wrong way to think because as soon as we start restricting our food, restricting that, not only are we putting ourselves in an energy deficient place where we cannot work out, perform the way we should, we're also just going to feel really crappy about ourselves because it's all we're thinking about and we're not just being happy and enjoying like right life because some of life is just eating. I know that sounds dumb, but like, just doing it and not thinking about it. And so, and then we get, as you guys probably know, like you've almost become like a prisoner in your own mind of what you did do or you didn't do or you did eat or you didn't eat or like, oh, I'm beating myself up because I did this or I didn't do this. And so I think it's being able to take a step back and it, and it comes with that identity part and look at like, what are you? Like you are so many things in life. There are so many things that you're doing now, you're going to do in the future that you want and need to be healthy for is that really worth either restricting this food or overthinking this or feeling guilty about it? Because at the end of the day, you're going to be more upset with yourself if you have a health crisis because of, right, a food or body thing. Or you look back when you're 40, 50, and you're going, why did I spend so much of my life hating myself and my body? And you're going to just like what the heck was wrong with me i missed all those awesome years so i think just kind of stepping away from yourself if that is possible 
and what is actually important and what's important for my future. Because as females, and I learned this the hard way, so much of what you do and how you feel yourself and feed yourself and take care of yourself when you're 15, 17, 19, 21 is going to determine how you're going to be between your fertility and your health when you're older. And that's not something you can get back once it's gone, right? Or like once you lose your bone density, it's not coming back. Once you're infertile, it may not come back. So that's kind of what helped me when I was younger and got that. And I think um, when I talk to especially young females, they're dealing with it. When, when we go to that place of what do you want out of life and think of how you may be messing that up right now, that's kind of the big eye opener, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like, just, I, I don't know. I just going to, I want to hear you keep talking about this. So like, <laughs> what are like the eating habits? Can you give like specifics of like, cause I know Teresa and I talked about right now, and I don't know if you know anything about this, but when I wake up in the morning, I don't eat breakfast. I go, I work out and then I eat after, but I know Teresa okay. and I talked about that, that it can, for some women that can, you know, harm their hormones. So what are certain habits that, can negatively affect, you know, your reproduction system and everything. And then like, yeah, just your, like your future health. Like what are those bad habits that you find in those female athletes with their eating that negatively affects them in the future? And how, and how do you stop that? I guess. Yeah. And I shouldn't say like, it's all about the future health because the other thing is like, why feel crappy every single day? And I've been there and I still do it to myself some days where I'm like, feeling crappy, getting moody. I'm like, what's my problem? Oh yeah. Because I didn't eat. Why did I not eat? Because I was being, I was stupid. Right. Like, so, um, I think, and Teresa, yeah, which Teresa's right too. And everyone's different, but when our hormones are off, everything is off. Mm -hmm. Literally like whether it's mood, whether it's energy, illness, you know, body pain, um, it throws everything off. And so I'm not one, like, I don't, I, think and I personally have felt better like I'm not going too many hours side note I was about yelling at my husband earlier because now he's a male it's a little different but he went for a run at like 12 30 and came back and he said I probably should have eaten something today and I looked at him and Teresa knows like he's for how much he can eat like he's pretty thin like he doesn't have like tons of extra even though he eats a ton he looked like he was about to faint his lips went completely white like, I've never seen, and I'm like, fuck. And I go and I run and I grab this granola bar. I'm like, eat this right now. And he, I'm like, you can't think. I'm like, and I'm thinking, like, in a minute, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to collapse on the ground. I'm going to be, and it, he kind of got back. And he's like, can you get me some hydration? And, um, but um, long story short, he's like, he got away from me. So for anyone, like, there's that too, right? Like, but we can't, our bodies can't go that long. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, at some point, like, he literally probably was almost just on the ground. And I've also been there and there's this whole other story, but like, so I think the biggest thing is that combination of protein and carbs, um, and not going by any of these fad diet things, right? Like whether it's keto or this or that, I think the old fashioned, like you need protein and you need carbs. And if you can get good sources of protein, good sources of carbs, especially a combo a little bit before you exercise and after that's the best way to go. I am one who admittedly, I do, I cannot run with much in my stomach because I have a really bad digestive system, but there has to be something. So whether it's like literally, a, I can't eat gluten, so it's a piece of gluten-free toast or 
a bar or even half, sometimes I eat half of a bar, like, because, you know, whatever that is, um, whatever works for you, having something, and then within 30 to 45 minutes when you're done, again, having that combination of protein and carbs, and then, you know, throughout the day, I think, without going more than, I would say, four hours, I think, over that, because you also probably see if you get too empty, then you either crave the wrong stuff or you're you almost feel worse because you can't eat um and i recently i know this with myself and i had read it as to kind of clarify it i used to get sugar cravings all the time like i just thought well i have a sweet tooth and i'm like but i would crave sugar all the time anything sweet and i had some testing done and we found out that i was not absorbing protein so like my the way my body digest stuff and all that is a little bit more complicated than but basically I wasn't get eating enough on for and then I wasn't absorbing it so when you don't get enough protein you're craving sugar so then I'm getting all of my like these calories in a crappy way because they're like sweet sugary kind of stuff and then I'm like no wonder I'm feeling shitty and my hormones are off right and then that starts that whole cycle so I'm not saying don't eat sugar that's not it at all um but making sure that protein, and for whatever reason, I think women have a harder time. A lot of us don't aren't like huge meat eaters, or it's just not accessible. But that would be the little short tip. I mean, I, we can go on this forever. Um, does that help at all? No, yeah, that helps a Everyone. lot. Yeah, because I think a lot of our problem is like, like like I said, protein's hard because like I don't yeah. like. I don't eat burgers or anything, but then like, I'm so sick of chicken. And then I'm like, oh, if I eat another chicken breast, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore. I, swear, I literally, like, I'm with you. Majority of my food intake is eggs and chicken. And it's like, blah. Like, I right. They're like, oh, again. Like, oh. I will say, um, I will say, I mean, like, and obviously, and I just, thankfully, I love fruits and vegetables. So I could eat that all day long. Um, good carbs. We, so much food is made better now or it's possible to buy like mm. even and not all there are protein bars that are crap and they're more like you might as well eat a candy bar right but there are some very good ones with nothing artificial that have a, like you know really good amount of protein um the right amount of fat not much sugar a good amount of good carbs um i do that a lot i've never in my life and partly is my life style and when i'm busy but I rely on a good part of my protein from protein bars and sometimes like, again, the right kind of shakes. Um, but even if it's like those Fairlife, like Fairlife makes it really good. They just taste like chocolate milk and there's a lot of protein in one little bottle and it just is easy to do. So I think we think it has to be like this most healthy form of food, but if you need to get it from a protein bar or from, I mean, gosh, they make like protein crackers, you know, or mm -hmm. chocolate milk a protein shake that's okay too um because it is hard i'm not a big meat eater myself either and i'm not always gonna like i can't just go make fish all the time or something you know right. uh so also give yourself some leeway that if you don't get that much protein in one day or one time it's fine like if you're going for weeks and weeks but if you have a day where like i just really want to eat a bagel right now and that's it fine eat the bagel you're good you know, put some peanut butter on it if you can eat that or some kind of, right? There are things with protein that you can get in many other ways, but you also can't beat yourself up if you don't have that perfect meal or those the perfect meals in one day. Um, you're going to be fine, but it's, it's looking at that big picture. 
then instead of just like just that meal or just that day right because like i think you said it but i'm just like so sick of thinking about everything that i eat like i just want to eat good but i don't mm-hmm. want it to be like the struggle all the time of like am i eating healthy like i don't want to think about what i'm eating tomorrow you know like yeah. obviously like try and eat healthy but like i don't want it to be like this exhausting mental battle every time i go to you know see what i want to eat mm-hmm. yeah and that's gonna wear you down completely and that is and it's not healthy like your brain no. should be focused on so many other things and you're not going to be happy with that. And some of it is just letting yourself, giving yourself permission to release that, to say, I am not going to think about it. I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm going to eat. That's how I know, you know, in the big picture, you're going to be eating healthy. So if yeah. a meal here or a day here isn't great, who cares, right? If you are often going for the healthier foods, that's all that matters. It's not going to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect every day. Um, and you know, it sounds like, like you have a general idea what's healthy and what's not. So, but if you want to go out all the, with your friends and you get something out to eat, awesome. If someone's like, let's go get some ice cream, you just get it. And I think you'll find most people find actually their bodies feel better that way and maybe even like look better, but you're just happier, right? Because you have that freedom that you've allowed yourself yeah. to not be in this prison around thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to eat? I didn't eat this. I should have eaten that. I can't believe I ate that. Just like, I allow myself to let it go. Yeah. Cause it is a prison. I mean, it's a hundred percent like a prison. So yeah. And I think is. that like mine is like, if I have an off week, even like being like, it's okay. Like one week does not determine right. the rest of your life. Yeah, like, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to be on 600 pound life. Yeah, like, you're, I'm going to be okay. Like, I'm going to make it. And like, that's what another thing is like coming back to reality where I'm like, I'm like, I got to be realistic with myself right yeah. now. Like, is this that big of a deal? Cause in the moment, you know, like if you're having like an off week, like if it's like the week before your period and you're like, everything's horrible this work. And then you get your period and you're like, oh my gosh, like did I eat 500 million pounds of food the last week? Yeah. But guess what? It's like three days later, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. And like three days later, I think I'd like, I look great and I feel great. And I'm like, you know what? This is just being a girl. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's so true. Like, I think I talked about it with one of my best friends, like, and we don't talk about it enough how different we feel because like each week we're so different. Yes. And like, I didn't even realize that. Cause like I was starting to get concerned cause I was like tired all the time or I was like, I would get very tired. But then I talked to my friend and she's like, um, she's right now in biology. So she's learning all about this stuff. But she was like, no, Leah, like there's a natural part of your cycle where you're, you're extremely tired. Like that's okay. But like, that's not talked about, you know, we yeah. were never taught that in high school. And it's like, why? Like, that's the fundamental thing of our bodies of, like, you know, reading it. And I wish I would have – I wish I know more about my body because then I can, like, you know, resp- respond to it better. Yeah. Like Me and when, when I learned more. what the luteal phase was this year. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> ah, we'll do a whole episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, you're so right. And I've had to – I've noticed it way more since I've been older and had kids. And I'm so different in different weeks. And I actually um, – I saw an article recently, and I'll see if I send it to you guys sometime afterwards, but literally it almost mapped out for women what you should focus on eating more of each week because of where the hormones were, what they need, right? Like there's a certain week where we actually, you should be eating more carbs. There's a certain week of more protein, and there's the week where, yes, you're going to be starving, but you know what? You're going to be the exact same by a week later. The other thing that I'm sure you guys see, and I see it more as I'm older, I don't weigh myself because I think it's dumb and 
I think it just adds to paranoia and anxiety. And I don't want, we're all different, right? Every person you can look completely different from someone and weigh the same, but um, you can tell how things fit. Like there's a time in that you could be five pounds heavier just from like where your hormones are. Yeah. Like women's weight and all of that. Like and 10. so you think that like Teresa, you'd said, you're like, Oh my gosh. And then actually three days later, you're like, no, actually wait, I think I'm, <laughs> I think I look better. So <laughs> It is really healthy to be aware of where you are in your cycle. And I do get that too. I get extremely fatigued. My mental health suffers and I have a few days that are really pretty bad. And um, I think the more you can be aware where you are, that's going to help you. And Teresa and I talked too about like even performance, right? Depending on where you're on your cycle, it affects how our bodies can perform Mm -hmm. physically. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether we know if we have the right amount of hormones, energy, whatever that is, people are willing to get hurt at certain times. So yeah, it should be talked about more. This is being a woman in this world. This stuff just unfortunately is not. No, that's so true. Oh, and I also have exciting news. Well, for both of you guys, cause my sister, I talked to Anna about this all the time and she's actually reading a book right now that I'm going to read when she's done. So I'm so excited, mm-hmm. but it's like, um, I forget what it's called. Oh gosh. It's like woman's health in something about how like, it's viewed in the medical field and all this stuff. And she was trying to explain like what it's going to be about. And I, I don't have the details on it right now, but it's basically like once I read it, I'm going to be so excited to talk to you guys about it because I can't wait to just learn more about like what's going on with that and like why women are so dismissed and yeah. all this stuff. No, Hadara, I would love if you could send us that, whatever <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, that scheduled thing. That'd be great. We could even post it on Instagram for like our followers. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've saved it. I will try to find it. It's um, And if not, I'll find something. But it's just so crazy how we, and I've sent, you know, and most men naturally are unaware of this stuff. But um, I think we have to, it's our job to make them aware, right? Like, yes. I mean, I've even done it with my own husband. Like, listen, these days, this is what happens to me. And they've never had to go through their life with it. So they're not going to get it as much. And then sadly, as we age, it all changes again, too. Like I'm feeling it way different than I felt it when I was your age. And then 10 years from now, I'm sure it's going to be totally different. And so um, if we don't talk about it and like what you guys are doing right now, who's going to like somebody has to start. But I do think your generation is much better at talking about stuff that mine and certainly my parents were not like they would not say a word. Yeah. So you are helping by just being out in the open with all of it. That Oh, were you going to say something? That reminds me of like a little funny story because I had just listened to a podcast episode on like what you're supposed to eat during each phase of your cycle. I'll just send you that podcast episode too. I can't believe I didn't send you that one. So I was, I listened to it this summer, which is when everything changed when I really started taking like this so seriously where I said like, I need to figure out what's going on with my health. And I have like a friend group at school and Hadara knows them. I have like a little family of like friends that we hang out with all the time. And I was telling them about this cause I make them listen to all my rants, right? So I was like, guys, listen to what I learned about the female cycle. They're all guys. So they're sitting here like, oh, here go, <laughs> Teresa goes again, right? And I'm telling them about like how their cycle, their hormone cycle is 24 hours and mine is 28 days, which means I'm allowed to cry and be crazy. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, no way, are you serious? And it was so funny cause they were like, oh my gosh we don't know any of this. That's crazy. And I was like, yeah, cause it was literally actually after I had just been crying for no reason, like just bawling. Like, and it was like a couple days before my period. And I was so, well, there was a reason I was upset about something, but I was bawling 
and we went to go get food and I like my eyes were all puffy and I was like it's because my cycle's like 28 days and yours is only 24 hours <laughs> and they were like wait ours is only 24 hours and I was like yeah so you better never complain again or I said something like that <laughs> um yeah I actually just saw yesterday I do remember there's something else and it's ironic but it was for like an ad for a product but um women were they were talking and some women get it so bad that like they literally have flu-like symptoms you know in that time between like uh, ovulation and when they have their period and like for a long time this woman was like I literally just thought I get a, like you get the flu every month and so even like oh taking God. extra vitamin C at certain times right Ex- other supplements too are pretty important it's crazy what happens I mean I don't, sweat you sweat different amounts I don't know if you guys oh, smell yes. different like yeah. everything is off oh yeah the stinky yeah it's like <laughs> the sweaty you people don't know this like it, it's crazy no. i didn't know this and i'm a, like i should like you know and i just feel like it could be it's such an easy fix of like okay this is how i'm gonna feel my body this week because this is what it's going through but i have no idea what it's going through and then you think there's something wrong with you you think you're off mentally it's, now our performance anxiety is hiked and yes. guess what and maybe it, you just don't have the energy this yes, week and yeah like, that's how like right. there would be games where i'd walk in and be so tired and then like i wouldn't perform well but i didn't but maybe, like, honestly, it wasn't even a mental thing. Maybe the easy solution was simply fueling my body in a different way that week because it needed right. something different. And, right. and, and you do need more calories at certain times. Like, and right. we, we want to do every day. Well, I didn't, like, for example, I didn't work out today, so I shouldn't eat more. No, actually, right now, today, this month, this is exactly what you need is you just need to eat more. So, yeah, it's and most of us didn't know. I never knew when I was younger. And like I said, I'm still educating my husband, and he's in his mid-40s. So people sadly don't know, but you're educating yourself, and you're educating others. So that's what's, that's what's important. Yeah, and honestly, I think you brought up a good point, too, about, like, your husband. <laughs> I'm going to bring in my religion teacher. Like, <laughs> he knows, like, a lot about his wife's cycle. And, like, it, he's, like, told me, like, he was very open about it. He's like, it just helps with our relationship because then he mm-hmm. can respond better to her. And I was like, wow, like that's so, you know, because I honestly, I feel like in a relationship, if your husband knows what your body's going through and he can respond, like it would be so much healthier. Like I- I'm sure that's what your experience has been. Yeah. Although we were like, for me, I was brought up in a way or that's how society was. We're like, we didn't talk about though. And also, right. Women don't want, we don't want to be an excuse Women are more likely that we can do everything. So forever, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say, well, because I don't want someone to, like, feel bad for me or give me, think I'm making an excuse. But, yeah, I got to a point where I'm like, hey, I, I just realized, like, we get to an argument. And we don't really, like, like, at a certain time every single month. And how many years did I not even realize or pay attention to, you know what? Yeah, I'm probably not the right time to have these conversations because I'm going to get overly irritable and mm-hmm. I'm not in the right place if we, because at this time of month and then it turns into an argument. And so it does, it certainly helps a relationship. And I would say at any level, right. Don't you marry, but even in your own relationships, I think it's important to know, like you got to have a really serious, serious, hard conversation. Let's not do it on this day of the cycle. Right. <laughs> um, or That's if I explode about on you and I jump down your throat or I say something in the wrong way, maybe it's because I'm in a really bad day of my cycle. Yeah. And yeah, it's part of it. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Hadar, you've been awesome today. Yeah. I mean, I've learned so much. Just in Honestly, I think we're about time to wrap up. Yeah. We've been talking for a but thank you. Like, we, this is literally an awesome, awesome. episode. Uh, this awesome. was so much fun. I know we say that about all of them, but, like, <laughs> I mean – you know, unreal. You know, I've learned a lot. And honestly, you've helped me. So hopefully, you know, 
you'll help younger okay. girls. And honestly, just with that closing, like, is there anything, you know, you want to, you know, last words for oh, yeah. the girls coming up that, you know, you know better than anyone, like the sports environment and how it is and how it's difficult. Like, do you have any advice for these younger girls who are really entering into this sports world of just pressure and stress? Um, so any, like, lasting comments to them and words advice? Yeah, I would say, well, two, one, you have to love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, who is going to? And how are you going to allow somebody else to? And that is not just based on how good of an athlete you are, what your body looks like. Just love yourself, period. You only have one body and one brain the rest of your life. So you have to take care of it and do what makes you happy. And sports are technically games. And these games are supposed to be fun. And you can do them at a very high level and still have fun. But if you commit to having fun, you will automatically take that pressure off, enjoy the experience, and I promise be a more successful athlete. So do what makes you happy and have fun with it. There it is, guys. (laughs) Have fun. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Hadara. Thank you. I loved it. I'll, uh, if you need me to come back anytime, I'm I, I think we're going to have, I think we're going to have to okay. do, a, we're going to have to do one on hormones, which, and I want to do one. I want to even bring it in like a nutritionist. Do you want just on nutrition? Honestly. Oh yeah. On, I think that that's great. great. This yeah. has opened so many windows and yeah, really. this has been an awesome episode and we yeah. kind of touched everything and mm-hmm. we're just thank, yeah. thank you again. And so well, thank you for having me honestly. And I really, I'm so proud of what you are doing for you know, the younger girls and I wish I had something, anything like this because it would have made a huge difference. So you guys are doing good in the world. Thank you, Nara. We appreciate it. Okay. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.
Um, we 